Hey everyone, this is Craig Horlbeck from the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Join me, Danny Heifetz, and Danny Kelly every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to help you win your draft, win your league, and most importantly, avoid that last place punishment. Follow the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify. It's the Ringer's Philly Special presented by FanDuel. April showers bring a loaded sports calendar and FanDuel is the place to bet on it all. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to the Ringers Philly special. We're doing a little bonus episode because we have to do this for the local angle on FanDuel TV. So like, and I got to talk Eagle Seahawks preview. So I thought, let's just do this in person. Let's talk about the game. We'll post it on the podcast feed. All right, Benjamin Solak, Eagle Seahawks, Monday night. Here we're going to keep it very simple. Eagles offense versus Seahawks defense. Seahawks offense versus Eagles defense, and then our predictions. Eagles offense versus Seahawks defense. Where are you with this Eagles offense in terms of panic mode, in in terms of, no, everything's going to be okay. They're going to get on track. They're going to have a big game here. Where do you stand? uh, AJ Brown still employed by the team? Yeah, I think we'll be (laughs) all right. I think we're going to be good. I feel feel good about where the team's at offensively. No, I I think we had a good conversation about Brian Johnson in the recap show after the Cowboys lost. I thought you and Sean did a really nice job talking about offensively some of the weaknesses for this team and what they need to change philosophically moving forward. Altogether, like uh, a lot of this month, Seahawks, Cowboys, or excuse me, Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals, Giants is going to be about looking for the changes, seeing if they decide to kind of stay the course, do what they've done offensively the entire year and just, you know, live on the Jalen Hurts runs, even though his knee doesn't work, live on the A.J. Brown isolation stuff, or if they try to find more creative ways to use A.J. Brown over the middle of the field. This is a great game to use AJ over the middle of the field. The Seahawks middle of the field coverage, Bobby Wagner and, and Julian, Jamal Adams, Julian Love, like there's a lot of room there in that middle of the field to be successful. So this is a great game to make some of those changes. I'm, I'm a lot more interested to see if they do it for the sake of their like playoffs, right? Like if they make the changes this month and maybe they'll be better into January and they'll be better equipped to go up against the Niners and the Cowboys. Because even if they don't make those changes, I think they can just out-talent the, the Seattle defense. I just think they have, with, with AJ and Devontae, they have so much that can be successful in the passing game against this group. Dallas Goddard being back for this game is a big deal. 
And then offensive line-wise, they've, they've gone up against a Niners front and a Cowboys front that's really challenging. The Seahawks front presents a lot uh, fewer scary things, right? They have a lot less teeth to them. And I think they can dominate up front passing game-wise and running game-wise, keep Hurts clean. This team doesn't blitz as much. Like, they just have a lot more firepower offensively than the Seahawks do. So I think they're going to be fine. But I'm still rooting for seeing the beginnings of some of those changes that I think need to happen for this offense. That's a, it's an interesting question because if you heard Nick Sirianni this week, he was, I don't, defiant is the wrong word, but it was more like, we do what we do. We're confident in what we do. It's fundamentals. You know, we're going to stick with it and we're going to play better. And your point is correct in that that could be the case for the next four weeks. They've got the Seahawks. They've got the Giants right. twice. They've got the Cardinals. Those are all bottom 10 defenses. Like they could just do exactly what they're doing. And guess what? This offense could put up 30 a game over the next month and they could look really good. I think you and I would then look into the playoffs and be like, oh, you know, I don't know if this is going to work against the 49ers and the Cowboys. So I'm interested too to see what tweaks they show now. Against the Cowboys last week, why it was like the offense wasn't as bad as I thought watching live. You know, they had three of seven possessions end with fumbles. Fumbles are bad. Ball security at the same time. It wasn't like they were getting stopped three and out and weren't moving the yeah. football. I thought Jalen Hurts threw it. Okay, actually, I mean, the run game, it's just I, I still believe they can run the football. Like, I, I think a lot of this has been they've been getting behind in games. Uh, they face some tough defenses, but like offensive line is healthy. The run game is still available to them. I think they can simplify it. I still think they can run the football. So I think that'll be a big factor here. I'm with you. They have should have an edge with their offensive line against that Seahawks defensive line. Get Jamal Adams in space. Attack the middle of the field. You're going to see a lot of zone coverage. There's going to be opportunities. I'll tell you this. If the offense doesn't play well against this Seahawks defense after watching what the 49ers and the Cowboys did to the Seahawks the last yeah. two weeks, yeah. then I'll find some red button here and we'll be panicking about the Seagulls. But that, but that would be a surprise given how the offense looked on film, right? Like I think in the throws of the Cowboys game, it was like, ah, and then watching the back on film, it was like, okay, well, just don't fumble it in the red area twice. And also another time when you cross the 50, right? Like, like all together yeah. moving the ball, it felt like it's felt before. Now, there's last year they could run the ball with Jalen Hurts and so they could play the spread football and it was great this year they can't they're still playing spread football like they, they've needed to make changes schematically offensively but I think that's been true for a while you're never going to do it when you're winning it's once you start losing that that the internal that the, the introspection begins I think Sirianni is right to be a little bit defined a little bit like we do what we do because if they make changes it's not like they're going to be all of a sudden like Oh, we throw the ball to Alameda Zacchaeus now. Like it's yeah. not like it's not it's gonna it's not gonna be big enough that it like actually registers on the Richter scale of like who produces. It's just philosophically how they get to some of their buckets, right? It's like okay, you know, our primary ball handler on offense is our primary ball handler. We're still a three point team. We're still a window pick and roll team. Whatever you want to talk about, we just all right. We're gonna try to get to the elbow instead of get from the you know whatever location, right? Like it's just it's a little bit changing your structures, but you still want the same guys dominating. You still want AJ and Devontae and 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 Goddard and and hurts and swift running this team so altogether, it's not big changes little changes but they're important ones yeah no no doubt about it. all right other side of the ball is where it gets a little tricky for the eagles i mean we can talk about 400 different schematic changes and i'll be honest i'm not sure how much any of it is really going to matter when you look at the personnel they have specifically uh at linebacker when you look at some of the stuff at corner at safety uh geno smith we think is going to play in this football game where are you with the Eagles defense, the state of the Eagles defense, what buttons they can push, and also how they match up with the Seahawks team? Get a sack. 
right? Like that's that's <laughs> like that's what it is. It, it's Gino stays in the pocket and he's he's a good pocket manager, but he's you can get him down. Uh, Gino has been dramatically different this year. Non-pressured quarterback, he's one of the top five in success rate. Pressured quarterback, he's one of the bottom ten in success rate. He's been much better on first and second down this year relative to third down this season. This is an offense where if the Seahawks stay on schedule, they beat you, right? They can go run, run, play action, run, run, play action, run, play action. They beat you. But if you get them into third and long, they lose to everybody. But as like like as many people have been documenting well this season, the Eagles' third down defense this year has been historically poor, right? They've been a really, really bad team getting off the field on third down. So this is, we talk about strength against strength. This is week against week, right? When, when, when the Seahawks are in third and seven, they are really bad there, but the Eagles are really bad there. The Seahawks, it makes sense because they have pass protection issues. They've had offensive line injuries. The Eagles, it does not make sense. They should be dominating with their pass rush, and they haven't been over the last few weeks. So this is a, a enormous heat check game, in my opinion, uh, for Josh Sweat and particularly Hassan Reddick. Sweat's going to get Charles Cross a lot on the left side, and Cross, I think, is a good young left tackle. I think Sweat can win his, but that's a little bit more of like a, a legitimate matchup. Reddick off the right side, Abe Lucas back. He's been dealing with injury. They've had a rotation of guys there. Like That's where you should be able to win. Uh, they need their pass rush to be more successful. And, and these guys have been playing a lot of snaps, you know, playing career high number of snaps. They're getting tired, long season, but they have to perform on third and long against the Seahawks. It's one of the worst third down offenses in the league against one of the worst third down defenses in the league. But the Eagles have no reason to be so. They got to be better in that matchup particularly. Yeah, Eagles have the lowest sack rate on third down of any defense in the NFL. We're talking about a team that has paid Hassan Reddick, has paid Josh Sweat, has drafted Jalen Carter, has drafted Jordan Davis, brought back Fletcher Cox, brought back uh, Brandon Graham, Milton Williams, good player. I mean, this is a t- this is a group that goes seven or eight deep. Uh, they're healthy and they're still not affecting the quarterback enough against good teams. Like we saw it uh, against the Cowboys. We saw it against the 49ers, that Bills game. There was a little bit of Josh Allen uh, making you look bad. You got some pressure. But there were games earlier this year against like the Washington Commanders where you would say they should be killed. Sam Howell should have no chance in this game. And guess what? They weren't impacting the quarterback enough. So right now, I think the snap counts are really interesting when we talk about what could change in the final month of the season. Josh Sweat has already played more snaps than he played all of last year. Those young players, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis. I mean, you break down all the draft stuff for us. How yeah. many like snaps a game were they playing in college? What, it was probably in the 20s? Yeah, uh, or something 50% like that, of the right? snaps, maybe. Yeah. Like, in the big games, yeah. Yeah, so now they're playing, you know, a big number of snaps, and they do look a little worn down to me. I mean, uh, uh, Carter and Davis have not hit the quarterback in four games, so this could be a get-right game for the Eagles' pass rush. On the back end, I still have concerns. Like, what would you like to see... There's no great answer. There's no answer that's like, hey, if they play more man coverage, if they play more, if they do more this, if they like, there's no answer that's going to be like, oh, now they turn into a top 10 defense. What do you think gives them the best opportunity schematically uh, on the back end, given that really, unless the pass rush gets home, the defense doesn't have much of a chance. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets when your first $5 Moneyline bet wins. Talking about this a little bit later in the show, I do like the Rams up against the Commanders at home. I do actually like the Bears as an underdog against the Browns and give me the Eagles on the road against the Seahawks on Monday night. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. Live same-game parlays, finding bets in the new Explore tab, diving into the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash RingerNFL and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. I think they need to rotate coverage more. And and one, it allows you to change picture pre-snap to post-snap, right? So I'm talking about you show single high pre-snap, you go too high, you show too high, you go single high. You change who your zone droppers are. So instead of two safeties deep in cover two, you do a safety in a corner deep in cover two. You're getting coverage rotation. And the reason why that's valuable is one, you change the picture pre-snap to post-snap. Uh, I think that they do that some, they need to do that more. Uh, and, and that forces quarterbacks drop back and pat the ball, right? So you have to check your work. And that pat of the ball gives Hassan Reddick an extra half second, Josh Sweat an extra half second, Jalen Carter. I think that's important. That's one. Two, when defensive coaches talk about why they don't rotate coverage, it's because when, when you're in those rotations and you're spinning coverages, you lose the connections in zones. It's, it, you're, you're, everybody's flying around at the snap. It's a lot easier to have bad zone spacing, right? So gaps will show up in zone coverage that, that can be exploited. Eagles are bad in zone coverage. They got bad gaps in zone coverage every time they play zone. They drop back in the most regular zone coverage you've ever seen. They can't space it, right? Because they've had a rotating cadre of linebackers, nickel corners, and safeties, right? They've had so many different players playing that their connections are just not good. And like you brought up those Sam Howell games. That's how Howell would beat him and the enemy would beat him. Is they just throw intermediate level of the field, right? You saw the, the Cowboys do this successfully. The Niners, like all, all Purdy did was throw underneath because the Eagles were just sinking deep, deep, deep in zones. They didn't get connected to anything underneath. So they're really bad at spacing zone-wise. And so if you're going to be bad spacing in zones, you might as well pitch some curveballs, right? And and get the the added juice of of confusing quarterbacks and making them hold on to the football and hey if it's gonna you know ruin your zone integrity your zone integrity wasn't good to begin with so to me secondary wise they, they're a man cover heavy team i think they should go for a little bit more zone and they should be more willing to throw some weird pitches and and, and play a variance game a little bit because right now they're a bottom five defense by success rate like you have to start trying to ride the variance wave a little bit when you're that far below average one thing to keep in mind with some of the success rate the other numbers is that their schedule of opposing offenses has been like a world of difference from what they faced last year. I mean, they faced like six of the top 10 offenses in the NFL. Now you can say, well, Shield, they're going to have to play those teams in the playoffs. I totally agree. I'm just saying when you look at the numbers overall, uh, DVOA adjust for that, they're 20th in DVOA. I think if you looked at it, you would probably thought they're like 27th or something based on the way they've played. So let's see. They they face these offenses down the stretch that aren't quite as strong. Let's see if they can play uh, a little bit better. I'm with you. I mean, it's like they've tried different things and none of them have have worked well. And I mean, the man coverage stuff, their numbers are like bottom five in the NFL when they play man coverage. And you don't need like the numbers. You can just watch it uh, live and you're like, yeah. oh, OK, Bradley Roby on CD Lamb. I don't love that. Uh, Nicholas Morrow on James Cook. I don't love that. You know, Christian McCaffrey, like you can see these matchups while you're watching live. And I, I just think they probably need to, if they thought they were that team, they're not that team and they need to move away from that uh, a little bit here down the stretch. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's understandable to say, let's live in man coverage because we paid Bradbury and we paid Slay. And so these are our guys. But you have to watch them and say, all right, we wish we were that team. We plan to be in that team. We can't be that team and make an adjustment. And again, like, can you get away with it and not making the changes against the Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals, Giants? Yeah, but you shouldn't. You should lose to the Cowboys and Niners, feel that loss, and try to make some changes over the last month of the season to give you a little bit of an edge the next time you go play those teams. And I'm interested to see if they do that because we don't really know how the Eagles respond to back-to-back losses to NFC contenders because they haven't had those in two seasons, right? So we're going to learn something about this team here. All right. Eagles are 
three-point favorites on the road at Seattle. What do you think, Benjamin? Who do you like in this game? What's your final score? I like the Eagles in this game. I think that that this is a very mature veteran team with a ton of good leadership, with a ton of good juice in terms of like, okay, we lost, but we still know we're good. We're still in control of our our, uh, destiny in the NFC East. Like, this doesn't seem like the sort of team to me that would spiral. Uh, Like I said, like they've had... I think better offensive performances over the last two weeks than than it would appear at first brush. And they still have so much talent, right? They're, they have all 11 starters available on offense. But this game against the Seahawks, it's crazy. Again, like again this season, they're super healthy down the stretch. And that's very, very meaningful. And so uh, I think they score a lot of points on, on a Seattle defense that just is viable to lose to the explosive play. Or excuse me, is liable to lose to the explosive play. Uh, and, and trench-wise, I don't think it hold a candle what the Eagles can do offensively. So I think you see a lot of points from the Eagles. I think the Seahawks can go score for score for a while, but I don't think their pass rushing gonna, or their pass protection is going to hold up. I do think they're going to lose some of those third downs. I like the Eagles in this one like 31-26, like 31-24. I think it's a lot of points. I think that they're able to get points on the board early. They're able to control the clock late, run the football, keep this game well managed. Give me, yeah, give me 31-25 somehow. Uh, Eagles win over the Seahawks. I see it pretty similarly. I think Eagles offense is going to play well against this Seahawks defense. Like you said, uh, they're healthy on offense. They've got the pieces on offense. Even if they don't change anything, this is, this is a game where you could just say, Hey, your best players play better. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Jalen hurts. You lean on your offensive line. You run the football. You should be able to have a good game offensively. So I think they'll move the football defensively. I think they're going to give up some stuff. They're absolutely going to give up some stuff in the passing game, but you're right. I feel like it'll be one of those games where we'll get a late Hassan Reddick sack, a late Josh sweat sack, a late Jalen Carter sack that just shifts the game gives the Eagles a one possession score. Uh, So I like the Eagles to bounce back here. I've got Eagles 27, Seahawks 23 in this game. Barely covering that minus three. was three and a half. We'll see what it is uh, at kickoff. So there you go. Uh, If you're watching this on the local angle on FanDuel TV, remember you can listen to the Ringers Philly special on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening to this, on the Ringers Philly special on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Solak and I will be back late Monday night. Loopy, late night. Might be sick. Might, uh, might be on some cough matters. Might be on some tussin. Who knows? We'll be talking about this Eagle Seahawks game. So tune in then. Thanks to everyone for listening and have a great weekend. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.